0: Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in here on the Red Future Radio Network in 2023. As we are in the year 2023. Two days in, the first broadcast day of the year. An honor and privilege to be with you today, as always, on the Red Future Radio Network in the Fiverr studios. If you'd like to support the program, get an awesome logo for your business or a voiceover for your personal podcast or whatever else you might need, go to fiverr.com. Actually, go to the link in the show notes below, uh, very top of the show notes, and click that link and purchase a gig on Fiverr to also support the program and also get something you can use in return, which is always the best way to do these things. You don't want to get something that people don't need But or advertising people won't use, but this is something people will actually use and have used many times. Fiverr's a great company. Independent sellers on there selling things for as little as $5 for a voiceover, a logo, a video edit. Whatever you might need from a freelancer, you can get that at Fiverr using the link below, and you also support the program, so I thank you for that. All right, got a lot to get to. The biggest thing, the biggest story right now is the fight for the Speaker of the House. The Republicans have taken back the majority. Tomorrow, in the next 24 hours in general, probably longer, more like 48 hours, will be the most important days in 2023, probably. When you really think about it, we have to fight. Republicans like Matt Gaetz has to fight. For a better speaker. We can't have Kevin McCarthy. We can't have anyone like Kevin McCarthy in that speaker position. We've had that before. We've seen where that went. It did not go good. We've seen where someone like. Paul Ryan went in the speakership. I mean. We've we've seen what happens. We can't have it happen again. The strong Republicans. The five guaranteed no votes for Kevin McCarthy will be enough to change history. So let me explain how this works. Because a lot of people are saying, well, we're going to get Hakeem uh, Hakeem Jeffries as our speaker. That's not going to happen. It is not a plurality vote. It is a majority vote. Think of it like the Georgia sent off runoff election. Georgia sent off uh, a runoff election where you had to have a 50 plus one majority in order to win that race. In this instance, you have to have a... 218 vote majority to win the speaker if kevin mccarthy gets 217 or 216 and hakeem jeffords gets 217 and and andy biggs gets two that no one's becoming speaker at that point they're going to have another ballot another election where they have to vote for someone different i don't know if they have to vote for someone different but a lot of people are only kevin mccarthy like my congressman mike Carey's only kevin mccarthy a lot of people are never Kevin McCarthy, like Matt Gates, like Lauren Bobert, like a- Andy Biggs. A lot of these people are never Kevin. A lot of them are propping up Jim Jordan, a very prominent national leader from the state of Ohio, to that position of speaker, wanting him to run, wanting him to, to put his hat in the ring. I like Jim. He's a nice guy. I met him a couple times. I do not think Jim Jordan should be our speaker, and I'm going to tell you why. We can't lose... A good chair of the Judiciary Committee. That's what Jim Jordan has been working for since 2021. i mean, been the first time trying to take back the House. That's what he said in his speech. He wanted to be the chairman of the judiciary. That's where he has the most power. And that's what he wants to do. We should not put someone in the Speaker position that doesn't want the position. We're losing a valuable vote when we put someone in that position. We, we, we can't lose the ju- Judiciary Chairman, Jim Jordan. I, I don't think he would like the Speakership. I think he might keep it for a term and then and then hand it back to someone else. But he he wants to be judiciary uh, chairman. We allow him to be judiciary ca- chairman as part of a stipulation for helping Republicans. That, that's just part of the part of the brief. But Manu Raju from CNN, the con- chief congressional correspondent for CNN, put on Twitter he's been following a meeting between Gates and um, McCarthy. Brief and productive. Matt Gates told me about his meeting with McCarthy. Declines to elaborate. He said he's still a no. That there are still five firm GOP no votes. Asked if he would continue talk with McCarthy's team tonight. Gates said, I'm sort of a night owl. All right. This is very important to watch. And I'd encourage you to all spend time watching the vote, spend time watching what goes on in Congress. Any any day of the year. But especially tonight and tomorrow. I don't know what time the speaker vote is, but you need to watch it and watch as history is made. Either the Republicans that promise not to vote for Kevin McCarthy under any circumstance like firebrand, Matt Gates, either they bow down and allow a, a neocon establishment pro-Ukraine rhino to take that position or a, a, a small minor- minority take back our power and stop what could be the worst speaker in American history. That's what we need to watch for. That's what we need to fight for and see it happen in front of our eyes. We very well could see it happen. It's what should happen. I'm, I'm, we just, we can't have Speaker Kevin McCarthy. He has taken some some drawbacks, and I'll talk about those in the next hour, in the next segment, sometime in the show. He has promised some things to Republicans like Matt Gates, like Andy Biggs, like Lauren Boebert. But he has not won over the majority of Republicans for good reason. We cannot have Kevin McCarthy. I'll, I'll elaborate more in the program. i going to talk about George Santos, a.k.a. Real Life Pinocchio. We'll talk about that as well. Um, big tech regulation coming in place. Biden is... Spent nearly forty percent of 2022 on vacation. Remember when the big talking point in the 2020 election was Trump spending too much time on vacation? Trump is vacationing. It's all he's doing is vacationing. It is nothing for the people of America. He's just vacationing. He's, he's golfing all the time. He, does, he spends all his time golfing when he spent like maybe five percent of the year golfing. Forty percent of 2022. I don't believe that considers uh, that even counts when he's campaigning. So if you're considering campaigning, where he goes and says. Uh, You dog-faced pony soldiers better vote for John Fetterman. You dog-faced pony soldiers better vote for Josh Shapiro. Better vote for Tim Ryan. Better vote for Mark Kelly. If you consider that in there, ladies and gentlemen, it's probably like 50% of the year. Although a lot of them kept him away for good reason. I think if Joe Biden would have came to Ohio for Tim Ryan, Tim Ryan would have lost by like 20 points. He lost by seven, so pretty close there. We'll talk about that. Sam Bankman-Fried has had a lot of meetings with White House officials. That's also important to talk about. He is the one behind the FTX scandal with Ukraine and everything else we've gotten into on the program. If you missed any part of the program today or any other program in history, go to gopjosh.com slash show today to find where you can get the entire archive. The archive is free for Apple Podcasts, for Spotify, for Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts, we are available. If you want to support the program, keep us on the air, patreon.com slash gopjosh, or you can go to gopjosh.com. Click on that support button on the page right as you enter the page. Click on support. It'll take you to our Patreon page to support the program for as little as $3 a month to support this very show, this very network. Also, if you need a logo, voiceover, anything like that, you can support us on Fiverr by clicking the link in the show notes below, the very top of the show notes, to support the program through that way. A lot of ways... Uh, a lot, Plenty of ways to support the program to keep us on the air. That is why we need you to go to those ways to keep us on the air. 2023 is going to be a big year for all of us here at Red Future Radio and on the Conservative Crusader program and podcast, so let's keep it going. GOP Josh, Red Future Radio Network, right back after this on the Red Future Radio Network with the Conservative Crusader, GOPJosh.com, and stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. voice of the future, GOP Josh, behind the microphone today on the Conservative Crusader radio program. Thank you for being here. Could you imagine? I know a lot of you work here on the program. You're older than than 16 or older than a teenager, you know. 40% of 2022. Imagine if he took 40% of the year off of work that change your life. You wouldn't be able to afford to, to feed your family if you didn't have vacation time. And who has vacation time for 40% of the year, folks? The president of the United States does. Biden spent nearly 40% of 2022 in Delaware, Camp David, or on vacation. 40%! A daily caller analysis of Biden's 2022 public schedule shows that the president spent 92 days or partial days at one of his Delaware properties, and 32 days on partial days at Camp David. Biden also vacationed seven days in South Carolina, five days in Nantucket, and five days in the U.S. Virgin Islands, bringing his total getaway days to a total of 141, or 38.6% of the full, first full calendar year. Past presidents have also taken getaway trips to their favorite locations, including Trump to Mar-a-Lago in New Jersey, Barack Obama to Martha's Vineyard, and George Bush to his Texas ranch. Biden's numbers, however are on track to outpace every president, CNN reported using data compiled by former CBS White House correspondent Mark Noller. His time working from Delaware has already exceeded that of Trump in October, according to Noller. If Biden is reelected and keeps up the pace of his trip to Delaware, his vacation will far ellipse those of Obama, Bush, and Reagan, Noller told the outlet. White House has argued that the presidency can be conducted from outside Washington, D.C., and that Biden has the right to spend time with his family. Um... Andrew Bates, the White House Deputy uh, Press Secretary, said, and I quote, The presidency is a nonstop job that the chief executive can do from anywhere in the world, and regardless of location, he has taken fewer vacation days than the modern norm. The White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre defended Biden's time away from the Oval Office in August, saying he is going to spend time with his family, which every president does. It is not unusual, it is not uncommon to do, and the president has a right to spend time with his family just like every other American across the country. You have the most important job in the world, making a $400,000 taxpayer-funded salary in a million, million, million-dollar house. I don't know how much it's worth, but it's worth a lot of money. And you decide to spend that time riding your bike in Delaware. 40% of the year on vacation. Could you imagine? And that's not just saying that he was out of out of the office. This is out of... Washington, D.C. entirely. Can you imagine? That would be incredible to have that much time away. I'd enjoy that. Not from this program, of course, but from other responsibilities. I think it'd be a fantastic time to have that much away time. Who, Who wouldn't want to have it? But when you are the president of the United States working in the most important building in the world... You have to make some sacrifices. I understand he's 80-some years old. If he doesn't want to spend more than 60% of the year working for the American people, he probably shouldn't be president. He probably shouldn't be in the Oval Office of the United States of America if he's not willing to make sacrifices, folks, okay? I don't understand. Uh, let, Let me say this. I know he has a right to spend time with family. I know that. I know that. Obviously, I I hope he does. He's getting old. But you don't get to just abandon your responsibilities. And I don't see Delaware working as a second Oval Office. Maybe. Possibly. There's a chance. But it's not going to happen. There's no way when he's riding a a bicycle, if he doesn't fall off the bicycle, that he's not... That, that he's doing work. I mean, come on. Are, are you kidding me? I, I just don't buy it. And, and when he is doing work, the 60% of the time he's meeting with people he shouldn't be meeting with. Sam Bankman-Fried, Freed, is the big FTX scandal guy, met four meetings with the senior Biden administration officials before he was indicted. Four times with Biden administration officials, the largest scammer in the world, met with the president or with the president's staff, very high up people in the administration. Now, if I walk into the Oval Office and I say, I want to speak to Joe Biden. I want to speak to the president of the United States of America. You know what would happen? It'd kick me out. GOP Josh, you're too conservative. You're not even a supporter of the president. Why would he let you speak with him? But when you bankroll his campaign with Ukraine money, when you bankroll his campaign in his Democrat uh, colleagues' campaign with FTX money, with crypto money, with with scammer money, it's fine. I, I I don't understand how this isn't a bigger story. This was reported on the Daily Caller. That that that's the sort of niche, so to speak, outlet this was reported on. That the mainstream media isn't reporting that the biggest scammer in American history met with the President of the United States of America, for goodness sake. He didn't meet with the President. He met with senior advisors. We know what that means. That's like if I went into the White House and met with Dan Bongino before taking a million dollars from this anonymous source and then scamming all of you with it. That's not going to happen, but that's what happened. It was someone like Dan Scavino, someone like Cash Patel, are these bigger Trump names in the White House that this guy met with? And we're acting like it's A-OK, not bringing up the fact. We're not bringing it up. Why are we not mentioning it? Why is it being negated from the media outside of TCC, outside of this program and this radio network? I haven't listened to a lot of talk radio lately because I've been relaxing and also all the good hosts are on vacation, all the fill-in hosts are there, which I love the fill-in hosts too, but... Not as good as my Mike Gallagher, okay? I, I like some Mike Gallagher. Bangman Freed met with Reschetti on April 22nd and May 12th, who is the Deputy Chief of Staff. Oh, sorry, a Senior White House Advisor and the Deputy Chief of Staff, Bur- Bruce Reed, he met with once, according to Bloomberg. According to the White House logs reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon, he was trying to build connections in Washington to influence crypto policy before his crypto fortune collapsed. He donated 30 Oh, everyone... I'm pressing buttons again. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> he donated 39 million to Democrats in 2022 midterm elections, making him the party's second largest donor behind George Soros. He donated 5 million to President Joe Biden's 2020 campaign super PAC Future Forward USA. He gave 50,000 to the Biden Victory Fund and 2,800 to the Biden campaign in October 2020. Records show. It's unclear if Biden will return Bankman-Fried's donation in the wake of his indictment, he won't. Uh, I I seriously don't see him doing that. The left can't back down. Republicans constantly back down. I'm going to donate the money to charity. I'm going to do this. Which is probably the right thing to do. I'm guessing it is the right thing to do. Donate the money to charity. Donate it to, to whatever it might do. Give the money back. Whatever might happen with it. The left does not back down. They do not eat their own. Rhino Republicans will always eat their own. Will always say, I hate... Matt Gates because he doesn't like and doesn't support Kevin McCarthy for certain positions. Worst person in American history, we need to ban him from Congress. George Santos said some things that were untrue. Worst person in American history needs to be indicted. I mean, come on. But the left will have someone indicted in their ranks, supporting them second highest donor to their campaign. Thanks for the money, buddy. I'll, I'll give you a pardon soon enough. It really wouldn't surprise me if by the end of the Trump, or, or by the Biden presidency, or 2024, whichever comes sooner, um, we will see, or whichever comes later, I'm sorry, we will see a Sam Bankman freed pardon. If he if he's not pardoned, he doesn't have that money, uh, access to that money, that he has like $250 million in a Bahamas bank account. And then he can't donate to Democrats, which means Biden won't win wonder if he bought the machines too. Wonder if he he paid Dominion too. What wonder what where all that money went because outside of pure campaign donations it's very hard to track. Practically impossible to track. I wonder. We'll, we'll never know. That's something that we have to kind of grasp grasp within this fact is that we'll never know where the money went, why the money's gone, where it went, who who it went to. We'll just forever know the money existed. And we know it went to hurt Donald Trump and hurt Republicans. Got a couple seconds here. Right? We need to talk about Trump as well. 574-675-6747. Uh, 57-GOP-JOSH-7. Trump said a lot of things on truth. And I kind of go back to I, how, how I was late 2020 when I said we need to take Trump's phone away. Flush it down the toilet. Because, man, he is saying some things we can't. we We can't defend. I like the idea of what he said. We're going to bring this up after the break because we're about 30 seconds left. I like what he said in this, in the context. I cannot stand that he said it the way he said it. And I want to talk about this. He said, the abortion issue is poorly handled and it's why we lost. He's blaming the abortion issue. He's blaming pro-lifers for losing. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's GOP Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Future Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash GOP Josh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. It wasn't my fault that the Republicans didn't live up to expectations in the midterms. I was 233-20. It was the abortion issue poorly handled by many Republicans, especially those that firmly insisted on no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest, or life of the mother, that lost large numbers of voters. Also, the people that pushed so hard for decades against abortion got their wish from the U.S. Supreme Court and just plain disappeared not to be seen again, plus Mitch's stupid money. That was Donald Trump on True Social regarding the abortion issue. This was... Publicized everywhere, people are saying, "Oh, this is the the, the doc, the guy that hates abortion and is supposedly hating abortion or hating those that are pro life." I I, I want to read that again. Poorly handled by many Republicans was the abortion issue, especially those that firmly insisted on no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest, or life of the mother. On a core base level, on a on a just pure bottom line, I support. Life of the mother exceptions. That that's my that's where I draw the line, so to speak. Republicans that proposed a fifteen week ban a month before the election, when we had a dim president, a dim Congress, an absolutely zero percent chance of it passing, putting it into the record anyway, are controlled opposition. The reason we lost, the reason Adam Laxalt lost by like six hundred votes. The reason elections were so close and so easy to win and the red wave didn't happen and I'm willing to contribute it almost entirely to Lindsey Graham, the senator, the gay senator, from South Carolina. And the reason I'm willing to say that I'm willing to go on the record blaming um, Lindsey Graham and I'd invite him on the program to defend himself. Why would you propose, all right, think of this, 50-50 Senate, dim majority in the Senate or in the House, I'll give it slight. Fifty pro choice or 49 pro-choice senators. Guaranteed. And we're gonna propose a ban and a dim president that would veto anything anti-abortion. And a Republican, supposedly senator, had the bright idea, this this bright idea, he woke up one morning on the right side of the bed and said, I'm gonna propose an abortion ban today. I'm gonna go out and say we should ban abortion after 15 weeks. Do I think banning abortion federally after 15 weeks is a bad idea? Absolutely not. Do I think it's a bad idea a week before the election or a month before the election when we don't have a possibility of it passing? Yes, I do. And people are saying, Josh, Josh, you, you're, you're anti abortion or you're pro-abortion. You're you're defending the baby murder. I'm not. I'm not. All I'm defending is the fact that we shouldn't propose a ban right before the election. Could you imagine if we went out and Dems went out Uh, when we had a Republican House, Republican Senate, and a Republican president, and said, we're going to pass a federal bill or try to pass a federal bill completely abolishing every chamber of the law enforcement from local to federal level. Even if they have no authority to do that. Imagine if they did that during 2020 or during 2018 or during 2017. They would get laughed all the way to the ballot box. And Republicans would have gotten out and voted. But they are smarter than that. I hate to say it. Republicans logistically and Republicans that just don't, pay attention to anything and the staffers and the people behind the scenes the people that are making the money in politics do not understand a thing whoever on lady g's staff lindsey graham's staff that decided we're going to propose an abortion ban today a month before the most important midterm elections of our lifetime need to be fired put out publicly who they were fire them get rid of them from staff completely Get rid of them in politics completely. Don't move them to a think tank. Don't do anything with them. Get them out. The Dobbs decision was the best recent Supreme Court decision of my lifetime. Or of the the American history, I'm willing to say. But proposing federal abortion bans right before the election or any abortion ban before 2023, to be honest, is stupid. We know... How low-info voters vote. They watch the TV, they see what people say, and they go with it. They say on TV, on commercials, Republican J.D. Vance said in a debate, he hates women's rights because he supports a 15-week abortion ban. They don't clarify all that. They say J.D. Vance wants to ban all abortion because of a a a clip during a debate. And I'm trying to find the clip for you today if we can find it. In our archives, um, we have a a a problem with with Republicans backstabbing. We do backstabbing us in in every way possible when we have this slim majority or even a a, a non-existent majority. If we had sixty U.S. Senate seats. Donald J. Trump back in the White House in a 300 majority in the Senate or in the House. I would say Lady Graham, Lady G, get up there on the national stage during the State of the Union address. Have Trump call you up and propose your abortion ban. Vote on it the next day and get it signed. That's not what we have. We don't have a single vote in this this instance in 2022. We did not have one Republican majority. In any federal chamber. And someone in the staff thought it was a good idea to ban abortion. To try to ban abortion. If you think that's not stupid. You have no political insight. Going to continue on with this. The people that pushed so hard for decades against abortion. Got their wish from the U.S. Supreme Court. And just plain disappeared not to be seen again. That's true. The people at the March for Life the people at donor dinners for right-to-life groups disappeared. Okay, we won. We're gone. Instead of getting out and knocking doors for pro-life candidates, instead of getting out and donating for pro-life candidates, instead of working for pro-life candidates, they said, we're good. Our work here is done. I'm ready to leave and and go back to my hidey hole in whatever country ever or whatever home ever, whatever. You know what I mean? We can't, and I'm trying to clarify this because I don't want people to say you're anti-abortion. I'm, I, I'm or, or, You're pro-abortion. I'm very anti-abortion. But a federal ban just frankly isn't a good idea politically. And we have to take the political insights somewhere. We can't run away from the politics. The politics is what makes the government run, sadly. We, we can't just have an ideal society. We can't just have a society where all abortion is banned, everyone's happy. That doesn't exist, and it will never will exist. But we should ban abortion. That should be a number one idea on the state level in states like Ohio and Florida and Texas and Republican states, Iowa, Montana. We should ban abortion completely. But until we have a competent party on the, on the federal level, that's able to get us 60 Senate seats and 300 House seats. It's not worth it. It, it really isn't worth it to. to and I know you're going to say. Not worth it to stop killing babies Josh. It's not worth it on the federal level. But we don't have a chance. If we turn it from economic issues as it should have been. To abortion issues. And that's what we did. That's what Lady G did. Was single-handedly turned the 2022 conversation. From raising inflation costs, raising gas prices, raising uh, grocery prices. To, we need to ban abortion at 15 weeks or you're anti-American. And then at every single debate, every single Senate candidate debate, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina proposed an abortion ban today. What are your thoughts on this abortion ban and would you support it? If Republicans said yes, they got the base to turn out a little bit, but they got a lot of anti um. Anti or pro-abortion people to come out and vote against them. If they said no, the base would say, "Hey, anti, they're, they're they're fake, pro-lifers. They're they're fake pro-lifers. So we need to not vote for them, and they don't motivate the base." It was a losing issue in every perspective. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be pro-life because it's losing. I'm saying we shouldn't be pro. Uh, we shouldn't be federally pro-abortion ban. Until the optics have changed. Until the country has changed. Until the tides have turned. And that's not right now. I'd be willing to bet Lady Graham, Lady G knew that. I bet he had the the, the statistics and the readings and everything like that. I bet he knew. I want to know who paid him. I want to know how much FTX money he received for that, that bill alone. How much Dem Super PAC money or Dem donor money he received from that vote alone and that bill alone. I'd like to see that, as we all should. My name is GOP Josh. This is the Red Future Radio Network hosting the Conservative Crusader radio program under the guise of the network. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, podcast airing at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're going to start shifting the schedule around a little bit. The podcast will always be out by that time, but what I'm going to start doing is pre-recording some episodes. So if the schedule changes, if something pops up, we are not leaving you hanging. We must have TCC. Everyone loves TCC. We must keep it going. Stay here. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Hi, I'm Joseph Bausch, CEO of Hydro Communications and the American Perspective. The American Perspective is a new, trustworthy news and opinion organization with the information that you crave. You should visit americasperspective.us to read the news, our analysis, and watch our great lineup of talk shows. Again, that's americasperspective.us, and I'll see you there. This is The Conservative Crusader. We have put together, I think, the most extensive, An inclusive, voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Do solemnly swear swear that I will support the Constitution. Stop it! I will support the Constitution of the United States of the United States and the Constitution and laws and the Constitution and laws of the State of Arizona of the State of Arizona. That I will bear true faith. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same and allegiance to the same and defend them and defend them against all enemies against all enemies, foreign and domestic, foreign and domestic. And I will faithfully and that I will faithfully and impartially and impartially discharge the duties discharge the duties the office of governor of the office of governor according to the best of my ability according to that is a clip from the closed door anti-freedom of press swearing in ceremony of the governor select of the instated governor of arizona we're not going to get into this a lot katie hobbs has been sworn in why did she start laughing when she asked to support the constitution and defend the constitution One of the only things they ask you to do when you take this swearing-in ceremony, not to do a certain thing legislatively, not to do a certain thing based on just a a single political decision. The whole thing was support the Constitution. (laughs) Stop it, Mom. (laughs) That's funny, Mom. (laughs) That's funny. We we should laugh right now. This is a good time to laugh. Are you kidding me? Carrie Lake won that election. We know that. There's going to be a lot of fighting to go on. And if Carrie Lake's team steps up, keeps fighting this, we, we we might have a chance to overturn that fake statement. All right. All right. So we're going to have to to pone off the George Santos conversation until later. We're going to have to do it. I'm sorry to say it. But because I, I want to talk about Kevin McCarthy a little bit more, uh, big tech legislation, a little bit more. We'll talk about Santos on Wednesday. Macar- and we'll talk about the McCarthy on Wednesday too. I mean, really, we'll, we'll, we'll see who becomes speaker after Wednesday, after after Tuesday, tomorrow. McCarthy relents on key conservative demands, but uncertainly remains over speaker bid. This is from Politico. Kevin McCarthy has made perhaps the, his biggest concession so far to the ban of conservatives standing in the way of his path to speaker, yet it's not clear if it will be enough to clinch his ga- gavel. McCarthy and his team informed members that he will lower the barriers for rank-and-file members to attempt to depose a sitting speaker, a change that some GOP lawmakers have warned that would weaken their leadership team. If adopted, the new rule would allow five members of the House majority to force a vote of no confidence in their leader. A longtime demand of the party's right flank being Boebert, being Gates, being that that side of the party. The tweak is part of a broad slate of GOP rule changes that McCarthy's leadership team unveiled Sunday night. Approving new rules will be one of the first acts of the GOP majority later this week. But first, Republicans have to elect the Speaker. And McCarthy's slim margin for error have emboldened many conservatives in their push for reforms. We have to fight. I'm proud of Matt Gates for doing what he's doing. I've tried to get him on the program. We're still trying to get him on after the speaker vote, just overall to have a conversation. He's a great man. He, I, I support him a lot. We're gonna see what we can do, but, and it's a big but. <laughs> it's a, it's a big point. The biggest focus of every member of the Republican Conference should be stopping Kevin McCarthy. We lost. Some fighters, we lost uh, Marjorie Taylor Green, which really isn't a big loss if you really think about it. I, a little indecent to talk about on the radio, but some of the things she's done is a reason she's supporting Kevin McCarthy makes me a little suspicious of her in general, but I can't talk about that on the air. If, if I say some of the things she said on the air, I might get taken off, so we're not going to do that. But this is important. Five members of the House GOP will be able to say, I don't believe in you. I don't believe in in your chance in your leadership as as speaker. So you know, we are going to no confidence you. We are going to stop you from being able to be leader. Or just ask them the main mainstream of the party if they agree with you. That's what they did with Liz Cheney and got her out of there. I, I it's hard to say that we should fight against one of our own. It's hard to say that our focus right now should not be against passing good legislation, because it should be. We have to be able, and it's something that the Republican Party has been bad at historically, being able to walk and chew gum at the same time. We can't. We have to have one focus right now, and that's stopping Kevin McCarthy. At the same time, those not full headedly in the fight, like Matt Gaetz need to be drafting good legislation, need to be drafting articles of impeachment for Mayorkas, for Joe Biden, for Kamala Harris. There's not a lot that needs to go on. And those in the background need to be starting hearings into Hunter Biden. We have two years to do a lot. Any possible special election will change that fact. So we got to keep on going. We got to keep moving forward and forward and forward at the same time as stopping back and stepping back and saying, we need to possibly just we'll just wait a little bit for, for this certain issue or this certain thing and just not have a Kevin McCarthy speakership right now. And if Republicans like Mike Carey, my congressman, I'm trying to get on the program as well, um, if he would realize that, Repu- that Kevin McCarthy doesn't have a shot and got on the side of the anti-Kevin bandwagon and got someone in the middle someone between Kevin McCarthy like that, um, th- then we need to, to have a chat. Every member of the GOP conference that was elected should sit at the table tonight, overnight tonight. Run it until the ball drops again at midnight. I don't care. need to run it until the clock hits zero. Just like that Ohio State game. Did y'all see that game? Um, (laughs) We need to run it until the clock hits zero. That means... Not leaving a minute on the field. That means if I don't see a news report before the end of this program tonight... That every member of the House GOP that's in D.C. right now... Which they all should be there... Is currently sitting across a boardroom table talking about the speakership election. If I don't see that before the end of this program, I'm insanely disappointed in the people. And every congressman that was elected fairly by the people of their district should have a chance to go on record in that meeting or off the record, whichever one, and say, I support Kevin McCarthy because of this. I don't support Kevin McCarthy because of this. And get an idea of where the election is going and get an idea of where the speakership is going and getting an idea whether or not we'll have a speaker tomorrow. But we got a lot of work to do. Call your representatives if you're in a Republican district. Call Mike Carey. Call uh, whoever you might be in uh, Jim Jordan's district. Call um, Troy Balderson, Marjorie Taylor Greene, whoever they may be. And say you cannot work in my interest as my congressman at the same time as voting for Kevin McCarthy for Speaker. And and say that and be blunt about it. And don't, don't try to hide behind the fact. Stand proud in your opposition of Kevin McCarthy, as I am and I will be doing tomorrow. Stand proud. If we have Kevin McCarthy, we won't have a Republican majority again for a long time. Because he'll show he has his commitment to America, which does nothing. And he'll show that we don't have a competent party leadership and we don't have a reason to vote for us. There's a reason to vote for Democrats. They do things. The only reason to vote for Democrats is they actually work on their campaign promises, much to our demise. Much to our demise. If we did the same thing, we might have a better standing nationally. I'm sorry to say that. I mean, it does hurt as a Republican to have to go out on these airwaves or as a conservative-leading Republican to go out on these airwaves saying, I don't support our speaker. I don't support who won the majority of votes in the speaker election because I can't. I can't be a conservative. I can't be a Republican. Morally. And also support Kevin McCarthy. I just, I I can't do it. I know many Congress people can't, and I'm proud of them for fighting. I thank you for listening today. On the Red Future Radio Network, redfutureradio.com is our webpage. Support the program by going a few different places. Our Fiverr Studios. Fiverr.com is a link you can use to not support the program. If you want to support the program, go to the show notes below or use bit.ly slash Josh F-I-V-E-R-R, five with two R's at the end, bit.ly slash gopjoshfiverr, Support the program tonight. And you can also support the program by going to patreon.com slash GOP Josh, P A T R E O N dot com slash GOP Josh. If you want to support the Samuel McGuire show here on the network, go to blackoutcoffee.com and use code TSMS to support that show as well. This is the Red Feature Radio Network, GOP Josh, the conservative crusader. Thank you for being here once again in 2023, holding us and, and supporting us and doing everything we can to keep on the air. Keep fighting, keep winning for America. As Mike DeWine, the governor, would say, <laughs> fighting and winning for Ohio, even though he does none of those things. A lot of Ohio news in the next program. We're going to talk about George Santos in the next program. A lot, a lot, a lot of news. We miss a lot. We were off the off the air for a week. And a week in politics is like three years. So it's crazy to see how much we miss. But my friends, thank you for listening and stay tuned. GOPjosh.com. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.